Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Palm Dot listeners. Uh, today I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alex Andrade, two of my colleagues that we work together. And um, today we decided to talk about our current event, which is the coronavirus, which we have talked about in the past, but with the vaccine, with the knowledge that our scientists have, and with the knowledge that each of us as an individual we experienced, uh, gained, we um, are in a different position. And today we would like to talk about the current event, the news that we heard. And actually I brought up the um, news that yesterday I um, watched Dr. Fauci, who is a, um, a immunologist. What, what, what do we call that? Uh, immunal, immunal, immunologist? Immunologist. Uh, immunologist and uh, he actually is the face of science uh, in our country and actually yesterday he was uh, saying that um, the year that we are in now 2020-21 we are gonna the entire year continue with our mask and social distancing and this was the last thing uh, the news actually um uh, explained uh, with Dr. Fauci being the face of this uh, news. And today I talked to my colleagues and I thought maybe we um, can talk about this. What's going to be our, our life like? What goes in our mind uh, by hearing this news? Because even I know within a small group that I shared this yesterday, um, a few people were took this by surprise and they didn't even think that this is going to happen after the vaccine and after the science knowledge that we, uh, our scientists have. Um, so anyways, I'm opening this conversation today. Yeah, I think that was my first question uh, then I, that popped in my mind, you know, was, uh, am I surprised by this? And I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. I'm, I'm not really surprised, honestly. I think it's, I think it's going to keep being different for a long time. Um, and, and not not in a pessimistic kind of way either, but just like this is, you know, something that's really kind of shaped, I think, you know, our world in that way. And so I, I'd love to think that in a year, everything will be exactly back. I feel like it'll probably be several years before things are um, just kind of common culture again. Um, even like, you know, shaking hands and giving hugs and things like that. Uh, I think social distancing and wearing a mask is probably going to be around for a while, probably a lot longer than we all want it to be. So um, I think it is. I, I think the thing too, is it's hard to hear that when it gets moved out, even if we know kind of in our mind, like, okay, this is probably going to be happening for a while. But then when somebody says, okay, yeah, this whole year, you know, that's not going to happen. And so that little bit of maybe let down, uh, that that loss of that hope of being like, oh man, I was wanting to do those things. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I, I'm not too surprised by it. What about you guys? You guys surprised by that news or were you taken back by it? I'm not surprised at all. I, in fact, my question is why would we think it would be any different? Really? This, it's such a severe thing. A lot of people have not either been vaccinated or been exposed or caught it yet. We know that the variants are highly transmissible and some are more um, deadly than the standard one that's going around. So it's like I said in our, before our broadcast, it's not over till it's over. This is, this is serious business as a lot of people have found out. I had some clients who got extremely sick, like almost died type of sick ended up in the ICU and it, while it doesn't happen to everybody, it does happen to some people. And that's the part we can't forget about. So I say, not surprised. It's not over till it's over. Yeah. And think about it. 500,000 people have died 
So this is serious. Maybe it hasn't happened to someone closely, we know. But think about 500,000 death is huge. And also, this is just only in here. Imagine all over the world uh, what people have faced uh, in this situation. Um, I actually know people from distance, like... Um, the aunt of, um, you know, someone I knew or the uh, brother-in-law of my friend or many people have been affected. Some has pa have passed and oh. it's a serious business, as you said. Uh, you know, I honestly didn't take it by surprise because we know that we hear some news that there's another mutation of this um, virus that they have seen some somewhere um, in the world, or I've seen um, some, um, they have actually had it and it was more severe than this. So you can imagine that there's still some stuff that are unknown or there are cases that they're seeing and they're really um, you know, checking. And also there are many questions when they ask the scientists, they always say, we still don't know. This is new to us. Even there are people who ask after the vaccination, do we still have to wear masks? Are we still, um, do we still um, get this? And there's so many questions that even when you hear it, you go, yeah, you have to wear masks. You have to keep your distance because there's so many things you still don't know. But I know, Alex, what you're saying, because there was such a hope that, oh, we're going to travel, we're going to do this, we're going to give the biggest party of our time because of all these limitations that we had. But all of a sudden, it's like, no, we, we still can't. And especially the news that yesterday came out that we probably, even they're not sure we end in 2020, but they said at least till 2022, we have to really remember that we need to keep our social distancing. We still need to wear masks. So that tells you that it's more serious than we probably even know. Yeah, I've been, uh, I, I got the first of the uh, two shots and I've been kind of joking that I'm immune to everything. And so, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things along those lines uh, where it's like, yeah, it's it just, it's not, it's not magic. It's not like, you know, it, it doesn't a hundred percent protect you or others from that. So yeah, having to realize the reality of it, it's, it's another layer of maybe safety or another layer of protection, but um, by no means is it, you know, silver bullet or, you know, just this magical spell that, uh, yeah, I'll never get sick again. So, yeah. Well, the other question I have is, does anybody think that this is the only virus that's going to spread around the world? Probably not. Probably not the case. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not a epidemiologist, but it seems to me that more and more of these viruses outbreaks are happening. You know, the earlier coronaviruses were SARS and MERS, and we were fortunate that they didn't spread worldwide. And I assume they didn't spread worldwide because they probably were not quite as contagious. But nonetheless, we see these little outbreaks. And then we see things like Marburg or Ebola virus in Africa. And those things are uh, pretty deadly. And there's a, so for all of those, those are things which we know about so far. What percentage of what we know do you think, what percentage of that is of all the potential deadly viruses? I mean, I think it's like the flu. I mean, each year people, you know, get it and get it really bad and some people die from it, you know, and it's one of those things where it's become normalized. And so, like you said, with the Ebola, yeah, it's one of those things where we've heard that before, but people don't act like it's, you know, this, this threatening disease. It's that thing that's happening over there. I think that's what's so different with uh, COVID. Uh, it's, it wasn't that thing that was just happening over there. It's that thing that's happened here. And I think that's why a lot of it kind of impacted, uh, uh, you know, it, while it spread and infiltrated, and, you know, uh, across the U.S. so powerfully because people think like, no, that doesn't happen. I mean, there's people still who are like, yeah, it's not a thing or no, it's you know, not something I really have to do. Um, yeah, it's, it's just that that idea that, you know, yeah, that's that's not impacting us or that's not going to 
um, you know, hurt me. And, and I think it's common and not just, you know, diseases and illnesses that other aspects of life, there's always this, I always forget the term, but there's this idea that when something bad happens to us, it's circumstance. But when something bad happens to somebody else, it's because they must be a bad person or they made bad choices. And so and it, it's a psychological construct. So, and I think it happens on, on, a, on a larger level, such as it does with these viruses and things like that. I think that's fundamental bias, isn't it? There you go. Thank you. See, up you're studying. Yes, good, good. (laughs) It's it's social psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Fundamental attribution. Yeah, fundamental attribution. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I'm with you, um, Dr. Rockers, that um, we don't know um, if there are any other on the way that we don't know about any other viruses or any other major issues, you know, I think this actually in our era took us by surprise, but also opened our eyes to know that we may face another, uh, you know, virus that um, our body is not attuned to, and we may actually face um, something uh, bigger than this. We don't know. So I think it was just uh, some sort of eye-opening to the whole idea of I need to be really careful with where I go, how I um, really try to make sure that I follow the hygiene issues with washing hands and not touching places. We are more careful. And even uh, when you, uh, Alex, you talked about the flu, I didn't know that every year around 40 to 45,000 people in our country die of um, flu. And that was also something else that never we thought about it. We were always going everywhere. People had cold. We've talked about this before, but a lot of older people would get the cold that we would have. And then they um, would just get pneumonia. They get the flu. And shortly after they um, lost their lives. So with the mask wearing and also with the social distancing following, I heard this year the deadly flu was way lower um, than before. So it shows that that protects older people and that protects just anybody from getting different, um, you know, viruses that are around. So the part that really to me was uh, a little, just a little concerning was that, oh my gosh, so now think about even um, here that probably we feel more comfortable than anywhere else to be because um, they follow, um, as much as we know, they follow so many Uh, hygiene issues and there are in society and public places we see that people are pretty much um, you know following the rule of mask and distancing and all that imagine we're going somewhere else in another country that they don't or they don't have the facility and if anything happens to you so to me that was kind of closing the door to much traveling for me. Um, Before hearing that, I was always hoping that probably after March in summer, we can start thinking about going places. But really, in my thought, I was just kind of closing the door to that. And I thought the safest is probably staying here until we are completely sure. So we are at our first break and we come back to continue our conversation about the current event, the virus, and what we heard from the uh, epidemiologist. (laughs) I tried to repeat that word. Uh, So uh, we come back and continue our conversation.
with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, and we are continuing on our conversation regarding the coronavirus and what we expect for uh, this coming um, months to 2022. Um, so I know that from resources that um, it's called direct relief, there are so many um, detailed information about what different countries are doing. And in our country, um, there are 50 actually billion dollars dispersed for the coronavirus, if this is correct, from the site I was reviewing, 29,000 emergency aid shipment delivered, 2,400 tons of PPE and other medical resources have been provided. So it seems like the country is besieged in making sure that uh, the medical um, resources are in place and also um, you know, the mask, face shield, uh, gowns, overalls, or um, the dollar amount in medical aid uh, in 55 United States, um, you know, places, they've been um, placed. And we are pretty much um, confident that um, the government and the administration is fully taking care of us. But what happens to other countries? Does that mean that we are safe if we travel because we have been vaccinated? That's the question I like to know what you guys think. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was sometimes going to uh, touch on the idea of um, it relates to travel, but just how how do we go about being as safe as we can be, knowing that we can't be 100% safe? And I think this is something I've echoed throughout our conversations uh, when it comes to this. And uh, yeah, I think as time progresses, it's going to be how do we gradually do some of those things? I know for myself, for example, um, I haven't been comfortable uh, flying, although I have traveled a little bit uh, via car, so driving. And I feel like in that way, I can feel a little bit more I could, I can control, you know, who I'm around and how I'm around individuals. Um, but while still, you know, wearing the mask and doing the social distancing and the next couple of months, actually, I'm going to be traveling for the first time on a plane. And definitely it's one of those things where I'm a little nervous about it. Um, uh, I'm going to have the, both of the vaccine shots by then. Um, so again, I think it's for me, it's like, what steps am I taking to be as safe as I can be? knowing that I'm not going to be 100% safe versus like you said, there's the idea of waiting. And so it's like, how long do we wait? Do we wait until this is not an issue at all anymore? Uh, you know, how long is that going to be? Is that saying, you know, you're not going to travel or go somewhere for the next five years or, you know, two years, five years, 10 years? Um, you know, at, at what point do you assume some risk, but then also take as much caution as you can? And I think it's, it's a, a very individual um, decision in that way, um, while still trying to be safe and healthy. So yeah, you're right. I think it's, it's a tough call. I, I, I don't, you know, when this all happened, <clears throat> I think I've shared before, it was like the night before I was going to fly on a plane uh, when I found out and I decided at that point, you know, not to. So it's been over a year, at least now that I've even thought about that. Um, and so for me, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you know, do I feel comfortable enough or safe enough to do that? And, you know, what's that going to be like? So uh, I'll definitely let you guys know what that feels like and actually doing that again. Um, I've had friends and colleagues who have, um, you know, flown since uh, recently and they've said, you know, there are some safety precautions that are taken and other people said, yeah, it's not really much different than it was before. Um, I've had, I know people have gotten sick, uh, not caught COVID, but I've got sick flying. Uh, other people seem like, no, they're fine. So um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's different in that way. I think an important thing too, is to keep in mind, everybody, a lot of people are thinking when X happens, then we'll be clear. And it, there isn't going to be some single event that's going to happen. The return will be gradual. However, that looks, but it's going to be gradual that way. And I think that a lot of times we think, well, I'll just keep grinding away real hard and gutting it out now so that when X happens, then all the relief will be here and I'll be better. It's not going to happen that way. It's going to happen in the way of it'll be gradual. And what I'm, my whole point was my point. My point is 
we've got to take care of ourselves in small ways all the way through. That's the real key. And generally, for most of us, it does mean wearing a mask. Like you said, Saide, the incidence of flu is way, way, way down. I heard that it was almost down to around zero this year because it shows that all these measures are pretty effective that we're doing. You know, lots of hand washing, wearing the masks, that sort of thing. I can remember my dad always, when I was growing up, always said, wash your hands. Always wash your hands. Don't touch your face after you've been out. Right. Don't right. touch your eyes. Don't touch your I love you. I love you. Touch your face as you said that too. I don't know if you realize. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna try real hard not to be wounded and offended. <laughs> Respond to that. <laughs> try to keep going here. Ah, unfortunately, I noticed it too. I was like, <laughs> my face as I said that. And then it was too late. And then I called you out. I feel like it's one of those things. So I do the same thing. People are like, you touch your face a lot. And I'm like, I do. And then I'm touching my face as they're telling me. So no, I, I like others to suffer with me. That's why I was uh, okay. calling you out on that. Yeah. yeah. Weird suffering. I'm good with that side day. What you want to share? Um, this? Well, I was just going to say, you know, washing hands. Yes. We have been always from childhood. Uh, anytime you touch anything, you come back and you wash your hands and, especially because I was always around kids um, and always around, uh, you know, different people. I always learned as soon as, you know, I get a chance, I wash my hands. But more than any time, we learn to do that now. And we have to keep that going because uh, you still don't know. There's always so many other things that may come on your way. Do you guys remember the bird flu that came uh, in 2009? And that was something I remember. That was a big thing. And the pandemic and all hazardous stuff that, um, that came along with an act in 2013 because of that. And also... Um, with the pandemic that now we are facing, uh, it's to me, honestly, is not to be, I, you guys know how uh, optimistic I am. And, uh, but I really feel like this is the beginning and we have to really be very careful with everything, you know, like even if you're traveling, even if you're vaccinated, you still need to really do double mask when you are in the airplane, even before any of this was going on. Remember, every time you flew with an airplane, if someone was sick because the circulation keeps going inside, many people got sick. And I remember every time we were traveling, one of the things that we had to always remember was, um, uh, you know, just be careful with traveling because with the airplane, the viruses can travel to any passengers, especially if you're older. So I, I really think we have to accept that we are not going to have an easy um, traveling life, at least like before, you know, and, and sometimes um, I have to be honest, in a way, I feel like, wow, I wish I had done all the traveling I wanted, because you always postpone, you go, well, I do it later, because I feel it's not safe anymore. Well, I guess this pandemic took us by such surprise that we are not going to be the same people anymore. At least I feel like this is what's going to happen, because um we face something huge and this is going to go for a long time, especially when we are traveling. We have to really watch where we go, um, how safe the place is in every regard, you know, not only the health issues, but, um, you know, all other issues because the world is becoming a more, um, you know, a place that we have to watch more for ourselves and for our safety. I know when I traveled before, even before the pandemic, I would always take those antibacterial wipes on the plane and wipe down the whole, the armrest, the fold down tray table and anything that was going to touch. And I'm sure people thought I was some kind of freak. They probably still do. 
but I think it was a good it was a good thing to do because stuff gets transmitted. Alex, do you want to jump in on that thinking I'm a freak type of comment? I'm gonna pretend to mute it right now, and so uh, <laughs> my mic's not working. I don't know what happened. So yeah, yeah. No, but I mean it's it's I mean. Uh, I think it's, if anything, sometimes those things are just amplified in that way. I, I used to use hand sanitizer a little more sparingly before, but um, yeah, I think it's just, it's going to be what you, we have to do. And so, yeah, I think that's a big question is, you know, what's that, what's that look like as far as, you know, traveling, even, you know, going out in public, um, you know, there's outdoor dining that's open, you know, what's that like? Um, I, I, go to Starbucks and there's the drive-through and I put my mask on as I approach the drive-through. Um, and it's just, that's what you do now. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting though, because different people will do different things. Uh, I always kind of, and again, I don't know, maybe there's different views on this, but like there are people who wear their mask in their car when they're by themselves and that I don't understand, you know? And so, um, I just, I, that's like, you know, maybe, maybe that is safe. And I just hadn't heard that. Um, but you know, to me, it's like, okay, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but again, it may be that for them that feels, you know, that extra layer of safety and, and comfort in that way. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I try to be, I think in one of those things that I, I try not to live in fear, but I want to be safe. And, and I think it's having to kind of find that, that balance where you're being informed um, and you're, you're living your life, but then you're being cautious and safe as you can. So, yeah. And, and again, I, I, by no means am I pretending like I'm the expert in that. I'm just trying to, to find a good balance in that way while still not feeling like, you know, I can't do anything. I think that was a feeling we all had when this all first started. It was like, there's nothing you can do. Even going in the grocery store, was like, can I do this? Is this like too dangerous? Um, now I think it's one of those things. It's like, well, no, this is how I do it. I wear the masks, you know, some people wear the gloves. Um, yeah, I don't go in there and, you know, browse all the aisles, you know, or anything like that. I go in there, I get what I need, you know, I'm sanitized after and that's what I do. So um, yeah, I think it's for everybody kind of figuring out what that balance is. I feel like we still have come a long way. At the beginning, we were so concern to open even boxes that we received from online orders. I remember we had to leave it at the door, not even bringing them in. But then after a while, we heard that there are people that they may take your boxes. So we brought them in, but left in the foyer for a couple of days. And then when we were opening, we would wear gloves and then um, cut the boxes, opened whatever was inside. Still, we were not sure if they were touched and how many days the virus could stay on that. And we were wiping the inside and then put it again by the foyer, throw the boxes, honestly, and then throw the gloves. And we lived through days of that, I remember. And then, I'm just, I'm laughing because I never even thought to do that. So, I mean, no, you're probably being safer than me. And I, I've been we, over here opening boxes, breathing everything in. Yeah. Seriously. That was the time they said it could stay on surface for days. And I remember that it was, we were so scared to touch the boxes. If the boxes, we received the boxes, we would wear our gloves and then push it inside, not even touch it. And I remember we went through days and days of that. And then afterwards, when they said, no, it's more in, for a while, they said it's not in the air. So when we were walking outside, we were sure that it's not in the air. It's only on the surfaces. And then they said it's in the air. And I remember when we were walking, then we were careful not to breathe when we were passing by people because they said it stays in the air for, you know, how many seconds or, or minutes or whatever. I mean, we went through phases and I fully remember, honestly, when I was checking the mailboxes, if um, I had my gloves and I touched the key and opened the mailbox, then I didn't know what to do. If I take off my gloves then and I touch the key, I'm going to get this virus. So we went through those days that I never forget how careful I was. And then finally, I remember one day I was uh, shopping and then I was thinking of if I drop my gloves and then 
open the door, I already touched this. And then if it's the virus is at the handle of the door, then what's going to happen? I remember I was just thinking all of that. Then finally, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to be able to follow every single thing because if I even take my gloves, I touch this, I touch that. So um, anyways, that, we have come a long way. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of thinking and a lot of like balancing. And I agree. I think that's something we all experience to some degree. Um, yeah. And it's, that's, that's a lot to, to hold. And so, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we have uh, our break. We come back and continue our conversation. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من در کنار دو تن از همکارانم دکتر راکرز و دکتر اندرادی امروز در خدمتون هستیم ما بارها راجع به ویروس کرونا و اینکه ما چجوری باهاش داریم دست و پنجه نرم می‌کنیم صحبت کردیم امروز هم راجع به خبر اخیر که باز هم ما امسال رو باید خیلی مراقب باشیم هنوز ماسک بزنیم و هنوز به هر حال اون مراقبت هایی رو که از نظر بهداشتی میکنیم داشته باشیم داریم صحبت میکنیم صحبت های ما روزهای شنبه و شنبه به زبان انگلیسی هستش ما گفتگوهای روانشناسی و فرهنگی داریم و امیدوارم اگر کسانی هستند که ترجیح میدن به این زبان گوش بدن ازشون دعوت بکنین که به برنامه ما توجه بکنن برمیگردیم و دوباره دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade and we are continuing our conversation about coronavirus which we have talked many times in the past and especially now that we are in a situation with vaccination and we feel a little more safe and a percentage of people have been already vaccinated uh, but we are talking about the new era of really not knowing what this virus is going to Uh, show up again or in what extent uh, that's why we are talking about uh, 2021 and all the way to 2022 that we may still have to really be cautious wear masks and still uh, try to keep the social distances um, distancing as we've been always uh, guided by the government and the scientists so um Colleagues, we are back and we are continuing our conversation about the coronavirus and what we face um, in the future. What do you think the big challenge is going to be in the, as far as going forward? Do you think it's just going to gradually decline and how hard things are, that it just get easier and easier as this year goes by? Or do you think there is anything that we haven't really talked about? Yet? It's a good question, Daniel. I, I mean, it's just uh, obviously very personal. I feel like we are not going to be the same people as we were because all of a sudden we faced with a pandemic that um, killed 500,000 people in our uh, country. I mean, this is huge. And overall, um, globally killed many people. And it just took us by surprise because we had always heard about different viruses that came um, during our um, time, but it didn't affect us personally and we just passed by it. We were a little careful. I remember in 2009 when that bird flu came, um, we started being more cautious. And I remember, especially since I was at school and at that time, I was careful um, and this bird flu I know killed many people. And at each time, and then as you mentioned, and the Ebola virus and also 
um, the Mars and different things we heard, honestly, it didn't affect me as much at that time, except that the bird flu, I remember, really affected me because I was at school and I was very careful washing hand and, and that. But then nothing really um, was going on until this pandemic happened. And uh, it was very scary at the very beginning. It was huge. It was, um, you know, took many people's life. And every day we were sitting, watching news, seeing how many people pass daily. Um, and gradually we realized that, okay, if we wear masks, if we keep our social distancing, if we don't go to public places uh, freely like before, then we're okay. And, and as much as we are careful with not, um, you know, touching our faces and washing our hands and taking our vitamins and taking care of our health and eating healthy and all that. Um, so then we came to a point that... Um, we were really getting tired of the life that was continuing. Um, and then the, vi the vaccine came and it was just such a hope for everyone that yes, there is hope. And then now uh, we hear other things are coming up and um, there might be mutation of some kind and we still don't know and the scientists still don't know. So we are taking our steps out of that situation little by little. Um, so the future to me at this point is not as hopeful as we were before this, this virus came because we still don't know what's going on. And, and it's just the, the way the globe is, uh, you know, um, facing with daily life and with the um, animals and, you know, different practices of uh, people around the world and um, so many other things we hear, uh, you know, it's going to be different. That's all I can say. At least for me, it's not going to be the same. But my question is, even as a psychologist, now that we are talking, how do we work with people that they go through all these questions and they um, are worried? What do we what do we say to them? Something in uh, in regards to what Dan asked, uh, that idea too, like what is this going to be, and you know, are we, you know. Are we, is there anything that we haven't done or anything we haven't asked? I think it's it's the idea of like, we're going to have to learn to pivot. We're going to have to learn to continuously adapt and adjust. And I think that's the thing that we can talk to similarly uh, to your question. I think that's what we can talk with people about. How do you constantly adapt? How do you adjust? I think a lot of times people don't like to change even when they have to or they need to. And so I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to constantly have to be in a state of willingness of, of changing. That means, you know, venturing out into the world uh, to some degree. And that means maybe even kind of pulling back and limiting some things. And so, um, like you said, with the hope of the vaccine, it can be like, oh, okay, well, I can maybe do a little bit more. Um, but then also too, with the reality that, you know, the threat isn't gone, it's like, okay, but I still need to be cautious. So it's like, we have to constantly, there's going to be an ebb and flow to, you know, how do we do this? And I think, you know, as far as how do we guide people or, or assist people in thinking in that way, um, kind of as I alluded to earlier, the idea of not living in fear, but maybe, you know, having more information and, uh, you know, weighing and, and reflecting for yourself, you know, where is that balance? What does that look like? Uh, it's probably not going to look the same for everybody. Some people are going to say, you know what, because of maybe health issues or age, I need to be a little more cautious or um, because of, you know, who I'm around, I need to, you know, wash my hands even more or, you know, definitely wear a mask. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's an individual's, it's an individual question that we're all going to have to ask ourselves. Do you think that restaurants will go back to being the same as they were before, like with the same amount of seating, like let's say a year, two years from, do you think that will be the case? We'll have, it'll be like nice, a jovial atmosphere of people talking and lots of noise and mingling. In two years, I would say maybe. The reason I tell you is because yesterday I was uh, with a bunch of um, friends. We sat outside the restaurants and it was full. 
it was people in line waiting for the table and they wouldn't, um, you know, they just tell them you need to go or take um, outside and take your food um, with you. But the surprise was that they opened the door and the tables by the door inside was always, uh, you know, used. So to me, that was the indication that, wow, they were using those tables that was by the open window. You know what I mean? So this is one step further even now. So I thought businesses probably would do that. You had to wear masks to go inside um, and they wouldn't let you go. Somebody was standing at the door. But then seeing people sitting by that long window, the French door, to me was like indication that, you know, they may go further down the road if the news is better. So I would say, yes, maybe. Yeah, I think they will. I think they've already, like you said, I think that's an example of people already uh, have in some ways. I think people want to experience what they're used to in that way and to, to, to adapt and adjust and to give something up completely, I think is going to be a bigger fight. And then also too, on the business side, I mean, from what I've heard, I have friends in the restaurant industry. I mean, you know, in restaurants, you don't make a ton of money. Uh, what I hear is, you know, it's, it's mostly on the alcohol that you make the most money the food you don't. And it's one of those things where, you know, it's a, it's a business that you're not making a huge profit unless you're really working. So it's like these, these places, they, they need to make money. So they're going to push, I think, and to, to be open to the maximum capacity, especially when there's so many people who, you know, want that restaurant, that dine-in experience. Um, I, myself, similarly, have gone to restaurants and done the outside dining and, everybody is pretty much in a really good mood. They're excited to be out again. They're enjoying it. And it's like, oh my goodness. And so it's, it's, it's a taste of that normalcy. And so I think if, you know, you offer that to people, they're going to take it. I, I would say so too. Yeah. You think it will be like what we see in the movies where after the war, like in really came out and did even more than before because they've been cooped up. So I hear from younger people. Um, I have friends all ages and uh, some of my younger friends, they say, you know what, as soon as everybody's vaccinated, I'm going to give the biggest party of, of my lifetime and get everybody together. But my older friends, they always say, you know what, it's not going to be the same. We're not going to have big parties. We probably maximum are going to have, you know, 10 people. Um, so it's just, I guess, different people have different mindset and different ways of looking at this. Um, I would say probably, you know, generation by generation would take it differently. And there are so many people that are more cautious, that are more, you know, careful with their um, health. So everybody probably is going to take it differently. I'm even thinking that there must probably be some people that they're not going to attend big parties or going to um, places that public are not carefully following, you know, um, the hygiene or things like that, like before. So I would say this was uh, something that people in different um, age group or different mindset are going to take it differently. Concerts, basketball games, where there are huge gatherings of people. I would say, you know, basket, sports, probably they continue, you know, restaurants would, you know what I mean? That's my projection. Um, But when it comes to personal life, it's going to be different. Um, So we got to our last break. Uh, We're going to come back and finalize and sum up our conversation.
with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade. We are going to complete our conversation for today regarding the coronavirus and our projection for the year and also um, wearing masks and uh, social distancing until 2022, at least that we know. Change will be, change back to whatever is the new normal will be gradual. Make sure that you don't put off taking care of yourself until then. Do things every week, every day to take care of yourself. It's not suddenly going to be all bad. I probably echo that sentiment and the idea of, um, you know, calculate risk. There's going to be some risk to these things that we do. Um, I mean, everyday life, when you drive a car, there's some risk associated with that, you know, and so it's just being as safe as you can. Um, I, I think our desire to get out in the world sometimes can cloud our judgment. And so it's one of those things where we have to ask ourselves constantly, am I being as safe as I can, not just for myself, but for others as well. So I think it's going to be an important question to keep asking ourselves as these changes occur. And I want to say, um, it's good to always be cautious and listen to scientists, and especially when it comes to diseases, to epidemiologists, um, and also, you know, read more and inform yourself, but also live day by day. Don't go too far. Enjoy whatever you have today. And as we know, this year, all the way until 2022, we have to be cautious. So try to enjoy life. Uh, Try to keep your hygiene intact and um, live a good life every day. And uh, don't um, let your worry, um, you know, be the barrier in having a good life and having fun. So with that, I want to say goodbye. Have a wonderful week ahead of you. We come back next Saturday and Sunday to continue conversing about uh, either current event, something that comes um, to our mind for the week or some psychology um, topic to converse. Goodbye. از نفس خیسم رو بوند 
آهای تشنه همه بارون احساسم از آنت عجب دریا دلی هستم تو شوق بی کرانت میاد بارون احساس از عبر تیکه تیکه که سخفه نازوکه دل دوباره کرده چیکه 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 آهای هم اتاقی بیار شما چراقی که شاید روی عشقو ببینم اتفاقی ببین خورشید چشمم اسیر این چراغ تموم خواسته من همین یک اتفاق میاد بارون احساس از عبر تیکه تیکه که سقف نازو که دل دوباره کرده چیکه چیکه از نفس خیسم رو بونم آهای تشنه همه بارون احساسم از آنت عجب دریا دلی هستم تو شوق بی کرانت میاد بارون احساس از عبر تیکه تیکه که سقف نازو که دل دوباره کرده چیکه چیکه